0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 16th, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 3. In verse 10, Paul begins by describing the heart of man. He's quoting from the Psalms. Here's what he says. No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away, all have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. So Paul begins by helping us see the heart of man outside of God. What Paul is saying is if it wasn't for what God has done in our hearts, we are all sinful. We, like Adam and Eve, have all declared our independence. We've said to God, we don't need you. We will do it our way, We're building our own kingdom, and Paul is describing that, and that sinful nature creates a lot of pain in our life and creates a lot of pain in the lives of the people we love and in our world. But some of you might say, well, I know people that don't believe in God, and they're pretty nice people. I mean, they're not anything like what this passage is describing. I think the thing we have to keep in mind is that apart from God, if we are living life on our own, independently. That's what sin is, right? We're declaring our independence. And when I declare my independence, when I reject God, then even the good things that I do are motivated by my own self-interest and are a declaration of independence, a rejection of God. And so they're sinful. But the point Paul is making in this passage is, that we're all guilty before God, and we cannot be made right by trying to keep the law, by following the rules, by earning righteousness, which should begin producing in our hearts a little humility, that no matter how good we are, the truth is, if we look beneath the surface at the condition of our own heart, we cannot be made right with God by keeping the law. So what's the answer? Well, it goes on to say watch this, verse 22, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. That's so encouraging. He didn't give us a list of things to do, a list of hoops to jump through, a list of laws to keep. He said we're made right with God through our faith in Jesus. Watch this, verse 23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace, freely makes us right with God. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. Verse 25, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood for their sin. Oh my goodness, that's so good. So Paul is helping us to see our own condition and then saying, but God has rescued us. All we have to do to be right with God is put our faith in Jesus. And he sacrificed Jesus, his one and only son, on our behalf. So that should produce some humility in us, seeing our own spiritual condition, but then some gratitude for what Jesus has done. This is one of the distinguishing characteristics of our faith, of Christianity, No other religion has a God who loves his creation enough to give his life, to die in their place so they could be made righteous, so they could be reconciled to himself. And that's what God has done for us. I love it. Verse 27, can we boast then that we've done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. So we're made right with God through faith, not by obeying the law. I love that it's by faith. Verse 31, well, then, if we emphasize faith, does that mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not, he says. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. This is so important to understand. God has not thrown out his moral law. But we don't keep the law to have a relationship with God. We establish a relationship with God by faith in what Jesus has done for us in order to keep the law. Well, why do we keep the law? Well, we keep the law so that we flourish, so that those we love flourish, so that culture flourishes as we live the way God has designed. But until we put our faith in Jesus, we don't have the capacity to keep the law. That's what he says at the beginning of the chapter, because we're all corrupt. So until we put our faith in Jesus and get a new heart and receive his spirit that's moving us to keep the law, then there is no hope. But the good news is, if we put our faith in Jesus, Jesus changes everything. I just love this. Romans is so rich. It gives us such a beautiful picture of exactly what Jesus has done for us, the gospel message, the good news that is so wonderful. You know, through the book of Acts, we talked about how the Holy Spirit empowers us to be a witness. Well, when we understand the gospel, when we understand the good news, all that God has done for us, then we feel compelled to share it with others. So let's allow the word today to deepen our humility, to deepen our gratitude, to strengthen our faith. Listen, our relationship with God begins by faith, and our sanctification, our ongoing spiritual growth, continues by faith. Let's trust Jesus to do in us and through us what we were unable to do ourselves. That's the Christian life as we are with him, We become like him and begin doing what Jesus did. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for the good news. I'm so grateful that despite my sinful, corrupt, independent heart, you loved me and gave your life for me. And it's by faith in Jesus and what you did through your death and resurrection that I am forgiven, that I'm made right with you, that I'm reconciled to God. I'm so grateful for that. Lord, I'm so grateful that this whole journey is a faith journey. And so God, I pray that you would help us every day to open our hearts and to invite you to continue the work of transformation inside each of us, God. Lord, transform us from the inside out that our life would be a blessing, that we can flourish. God, we don't want to throw out the law. We certainly don't want to compromise on morality. We want to live holy, obedient lives. But the only way we can do that is to understand the good news, to fall in love with Jesus, and by faith, allow your spirit to produce your life in us. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope you have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day. God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.